Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Have you had to have the talk with your kids yet about puberty? The birds and the bees. <laughs> Do they still call it that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. That is, uh, well, here, here's the deal. We have a five-year-old and we have a boy that's going to be 10 tomorrow. Tomorrow. He will yes. be double digits. So he is in the fourth grade and uh, he is currently having these discussions in his health class. And I feel like a little bit like I should have been ahead of this and been having some conver- like preliminary conversations. It honestly snuck up on me. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be 10. He's having puberty class at school because it's coming. <laughs> it, from what I understand, because you know me, Google will find the answer for everything. Absolutely. I did not know that uh, young boys start... Normally between 9 and 14, girls as early as 8. Yeah. I and think, I think that it used to be girls started closer to like 10 or 11. Why, why is that, that that is changing? You know, I, is there I, a, I, don't, I don't think I can speak to it because I, I haven't done enough digging, but I have heard some is just um, like the products that's that we I, use. The, I've actually heard that the, the, the growth the, hormones in food that we consume. The food um, and some of the other just household products, which does make you pause and sure. kind of think about what you're consuming and what you're, what kind of products you're using in your home. I am not a, a medical doctor. Yes, we cannot offer. Unless Google um, distributes MDs. Sound advice, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't think they do. So uh, that would be a good question for like a pediatrician. But I have read that, that really what we consume is kind of speeding that process up. Well, we we know that kids see and hear a lot about sex and relationships on TV. And, of course, they all have access to online content as well now. Sure, the web nets. So they say that it's still important as a parent to open this discussion and not just leave it. To your schools. Absolutely. Which is why I feel like I'm behind that I should have been having these talks sooner with our oldest because he's getting them at school. Um, and I'm trying really hard to normalize the conversation at home. He's right. very embarrassed. He is. The, the funny thing is we were sitting in the living room the other evening and he he sheepishly came in and said, Mom, I need you to do something with me for school. And you were like, well, what? He goes, well, just just come here. He kept egging you along to get you out of the room. And I still can't figure out where the discomfort is, if you will, when it comes to bringing that up. Is there something specifically about me? I don't think so. I think that I am the one that he feels most comfortable with. Right. And... He knows that I'm going to try to not make it weird is it a, in my it, own way. <laughs> it's a mom thing. It's a mom you thing. Always, you, and I have no problem admitting that, but I I was the same way when I was younger. I always felt more comfortable, and I don't know why that is, I, but I thought I was hoping that I he would not be 
uncomfortable, right? So what I'm trying to do, because I I remember being embarrassed Sure. when I was that age, and and we brought the little permission slip home for, you know, mom and dad to sign, mom to sign, not dad. Um, And I remember being embarrassed, and my embarrassment really shut down the conversation at home. And me being embarrassed, my mom just dropped it. And, like, we didn't talk about it. And it would be really easy, and I get why that happens. Right. It would be really easy to do that. But I'm trying to just allow the conversation to be there and foster it in my – I default to humor. Right. So, I, you know, I try and, like, joke about it. I think or, we both do. Like, I, 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 keep, I keep making mustache jokes, which he kind of smiles a little bit. But I just – I don't want to shut down the conversation even though it is a little uncomfortable because I think it's important – for him to know that it's normal, it's natural, it's going to happen whether we talk about it or not. So I feel like giving him a safe place where he knows the conversation is open right. is going to be helpful down the road. Here's the question I have. When he did get you in a different room the other evening, what did he say to you? It, he had a little sheet from health class that uh, you were supposed to take home to a parent. And it had four questions, just more kind of discussion topics that you were supposed to discuss with a trusted adult at home. And then the parent was supposed to sign it or the guardian. And it was like, um, what do you remember the parent or guardian from when you were growing up or going through puberty? How have I, the child changed since I was born? And I, and, and I get that question because it's just normalizing like all the ways that he's already different and how his body has already changed and just making this next change a normal part of growing up. Like I said, well, what ways have you, do you think you've changed? And he's like, well, I can walk and talk and eat food and I have teeth. And I was like, exactly. This is just part of that progression of your life. I don't know if I'm doing but this it, right. But I don't, it's so much different. I know. And I don't know if I'm doing it <laughs> no, right. And then you, listen, I, I can tell you this from what I understand. There's no wrong. There's well, no wrong way. The fact that you're opening up the conversation puts you Ahead of a lot of people. I don't know. And and I, it, no, no, it is. You're doing it right. Because I I have no idea. You said that when you, you brought it up to your mom, she shut it down in a hurry. Well, I, I brought the permission slip home. I was embarrassed. I think it was uncomfortable for her. Right. And so we just never discussed it again. Here's how it happened for me. I was about his same age. You know, I was in late grade school. And I brought home the slip as well. My mom just signed off on it. And I went back to school. And it was a week-long thing, kind of along the lines of what he's Mm -hmm. doing. And it was, I don't know why, if I was, what happened to me? It was the 70s. But whatever, you know, all the little boys in my class, we were all the same. And we kind of giggled and snickered and did this and that. But I guess I didn't really feel like they were teaching me anything I didn't already know, right? And that's I, I, how I, you just, I just kind of figured things out, but that's not the way they say to do things. And that led to no. a lot of uncomfortable situations and, and other you know, tough spots like early pregnancy for young girls and yeah. boys not being responsible. And yeah, I know, I know. And it, it, there's so much... We're in the very early stages where he's very early. he's understanding that like he's gonna get acne or or potentially you know the the hormones will be right for him to get acne he'll he'll 
get body hair in places that he doesn't have it yet, that his voice will change. He'll need more regular showers. I mean, it's just really like the hygiene and some of that stuff. But I think that's easier to talk about. That's easier to talk about. But it also paves the way for conversations down the road about consent and about, um, you know, how girls are changing and what that means for him going forward and in, in, in relationships. And so I'm just, I'm trying to normalize it and he's resisting so much. Of course he is. Yeah. I mean, and that's natural, but they, you're doing the right thing. Cause they say, don't wait for your kids to come to you with questions about their changing body. Yeah. Right? And because they, they may not, they may not. They and may I not, think that's right? what I did. Like I remember when I got my first period, I was so embarrassed. Right. And it, which is dumb sure, because I, it's it's natural and it happens. And like I was embarrassed of that until I was like thirty. I remember the moment my I have a sister that's about two years older than me, and I remember we were on vacation in Yellowstone National oh, Park. No, I'm not kidding. And I remember my dad coming out of the surf, service station because he and my sister went in to use the bathroom, oh, and my mom was the, yeah, my mom literally <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> And that was it. And I was like, what's going on? You know? And then that was the beginning of it. But you I hear something funny. I was at the quick trip in Chatfield, also at a gas station. We were on our way to the what city. What is it with service? To, yeah, see, gas station. to see my aunt and uncle and mom had to get the little pads off the shelf. And like, it's so funny because I was mortified. Right. Because I just wasn't prepared. So for like what to do or what to say and. I was so embarrassed. And then I, I was still embarrassed, like, five years ago. I would, like, sneak tampons down the hall. I didn't want anyone to see them and know. And now right. I'm like, I don't care. I literally don't care. So <laughs> you, you've you said that this makes him uncomfortable, kind of, right? Very. So are you uncomfortable with, this, with the discussion? Not as uncomfortable as I expected to be. Okay. And I was kind of hoping, I mean, three, four years ago, knowing that this conversation was going to be coming not as it came quicker than I realized um I was like oh god I hope his dad just takes care of that but now I'm like no I want to be an active part of this conversation so that I can be aware of like how he's interpreting it and answer questions that he might have um and just so that he knows it's okay right it's normal right and I, I I think uh I, I, I'm not sure why he's embarrassed. I, I kind of am because I remember being that age, why he won't talk to me about it. But here's the question I have for you, because I would find it very difficult because I don't to have this conversation with a young girl because I don't know anything about her, like what it's like to be a young girl and, I did, and go through these changes. I did tell him that when he was at, he goes, well, why do we have to go through puberty? And I said, well, it's it's the process where boys and girls become men and women and your bodies are getting ready for you to be able to make a baby right and have and have kids i mean that was a very like high 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 level of you know what's happening right but i mean i told him that and i said i went through changes when i was about your age but they're different than the changes that you're going through i said the girls in your class are going to go through changes too that are going to be different than what you experience so i I, I said, I can't speak to exactly how that feels for you. Right. So I don't, but I'm happy to Google things for you if you, if you need me to. So I'm just, I'm curious, do you believe that he will come to you and ask you about erections? 
I don't. And, I, I, I mean, that sounds and, so and, weird and to listen, say. Listen, but listen, like, listen. Sorry. A, 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 this is a bomb because you have to understand this. This is something that he's, he'll probably experience and be confused about it. A wet dream. Yeah. I, I know it's a thing, and I know that it's going to happen, and I know that it's – is it confusing the first time? Like, are you expecting it? Well, uh, again, oh. when I grew up, we the, I God, I'm going to sound barbaric here, but little boys were already talking about that stuff. Sure. And we heard the high school guys on the bus, and, you know, there was just – it was a different time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we learned the right way. Obviously, they're – I think they're better with the stuff now, but <laughs> I, uh, I it, it was an old fashioned, you know, gauntlet walk for me. I just, I mean, you know, I, that's why I like the fact that they're doing this with kids now and we have professionals get, that can help us bring them along, but I'm afraid that he's going to come or things are going to happen and he won't bring it up. That's right? why I'm trying to, to, to keep the conversation going now, even though he's trying so hard to shut it down. I'm, That's what I'm afraid of. I'm just of. trying to keep the door open so that he, and it's on me too, no. to to continue sure. talking to him even after this week of health class is over because this week of health class is going to be done tomorrow, right? which he's very pissed that he has to do like the actual class on his birthday. <laughs> right, which is Friday, which, which is, is tomorrow. tomorrow. Right, like, yeah. this isn't fair. And I'm like, ah, so it's, it's fine. What does the actual, so he's going to actually, so what has he been so he's had like I think lessons leading up. Okay. And then tomorrow is Oh god, that'll be the big one. The big one. And I don't know by big one exactly was, well, how, is how one... in depth they get, but they're they're the school is I'll commend them on this. They're sending home uh a lot of materials for parents. I haven't seen to, any of this. I'd love to I I have to see it. It's upstairs. Right. So it's it's just to kind of keep sure. us informed of what they're learning about right. so that we can keep the conversation going. The one um, take-home paper they that he brought home said, message to parents, be an askable parent. Right. And I showed it to him, and I was like, look, dude, I'm just trying to be an askable parent. And he was like, I know. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I get that. I, I, and I understand because every kid is different, right? And he's kind of a private he is really sensitive. He is. You know, he's very sensitive and he and he's and he doesn't have any older siblings. No. So he doesn't have, you know, any I imagine this is gonna be a lot easier with Here, Clara. Here's we'll have already been through it. And she's got a completely different personality. Yeah. She really does. I think that uh the one thing that worries me is I don't know how much he has seen on the internet despite our best efforts to shelter them from such things. Sure. But it is still there and young boys will find a way just like when I was young and we found our, we found a way to get our hands on Playboy and Penthouse magazines uh-huh. and everything else like that. Right. I think it's just a natural thing. It comes about and it's all initially based on curiosity Right, because yes. you want to, you're you're curious, but I'm wondering how much has he seen or read about on the internet, yeah. and then what are the discussions on the playground with his peers at school? I don't know any of that, and I don't either, and I don't know if you'll get a full answer. Well, it's hard to find a, a kid, starting point, but I I think if you just keep the conversations going and empower him with knowledge. 
that's that has to be good. They say the number one thing you need to do is be reassuring. Yeah. Right? I could see that. And, like, I remember when I was going through changes, like, this was the sex talk that I got. If you have sex, you'll get pregnant. That was it. Right. Period. Full stop. Well, that's a, that's not helpful. No. And despite was what most parents think, that's that's not the right discussion. And you can't be completely naive no, to believe I, that they are not just like you were, you know, and I was at that age. I started to have those same. But I don't know if he's thinking about girls like that I'm, yet because I was. Um, I was. I, was, I remember having crushes on boys yeah, I was, when I was 10. I was physically attracted to girls. So, I, mean, I was. just so much to to teach and so many conversations to have, but I'm not going to stop trying. No, and, of course not. And we're all products of our generation, so I'm not faulting my parents for the way they approached it because I'm assuming my grandparents probably approached it in even less of an open way than without my parents a, yeah, did. Without a doubt. Probably so, wasn't even a discussion. Right. So we're no. all product of our generation. And I I think my parents probably did the best that they knew how to do in that department. Um, I'm just trying to kind of change the narrative with my generation. Right. And my parenting and, and our parenting in our house. So it's, it is uncomfortable. Well. It's, it's just, it's weird. One, another thing I think about is the timing of these changes with each individual child very greatly. Yes. Okay, so there will be some girls, from what I understand, that will start to develop as early as eight, which scares the living daylights out of me. It'll be fine. I got you. I just can't. It'll be fine. <laughs> and, and boys, uh, not far behind, you know, around that nine or ten year age and then before within the next couple of years you know and i don't think he's going to be naive to this but he'll notice some differences you know like pubic hair i know things like that I know. young girls often feel uh odd if they're the first ones in a training bra right and things like I've, i remember listen, i remember going to target with my mom to get a training bra and i was like i don't want one and I was like adamant that I she could buy all the brush she wanted, and I wasn't going to wear one. Right. Um, what? Why I, was that though? Kind of still feel like that. Why was that? I was embarrassed. It was all just very embarrassing to me. Because it was it was something that you were going to do that would make people take notice of what you were going through. I guess that's probably. I think that's what it is. And it just felt like it's well, opening that what door. If, what if the boys make fun of me if they can see my bra strap and just silly stuff like that that wasn't silly at the time you know that's what i was really feeling um but it it's all part of the it's all I part of the experience i wish it was as simple as acne but it's not if it was I, just acne i'd be like we got this i led with acne that was <laughs> that's what i started with because that felt the safest and then i went to facial hair because that was like second safest they say and again it goes back to the body issues we talk about this a lot but they say it's very important to discuss with young girls that they are naturally going to become more rounded especially in their hips and legs that's that's all right that's not a strange thing that's right biology yes that's what our bodies are meant to do and all of the you know these physical changes I think often confuse them and they, they're not sure how to talk about them, yeah. right? And then they don't 
it goes back to how uncomfortable he is. So I'm wondering, what else is he going through? Does he does he feel things emotionally that he doesn't want to talk about that aren't necessarily physical changes, like an attraction? Listen, I know, I know. Here's one of the things about puberty that isn't necessarily one of the uncomfortable things to talk about, but this is going to be part of it for both of them. Heartbreak and not feeling good enough. <sighs> that come, That's part of I it. I know. Right, because they develop feelings, different feelings from when they were little. And even, like, with friends, this is, I, I, he's at an age where, the other boys are getting interests that maybe he doesn't have, or he's getting interests that maybe the other boys don't have. And there's like the feeling of being left out. Yeah. Like his birthday party is tomorrow night. And another kid's birthday party is the same night, the same time. Right. And like friends are having to choose between the two. Right. And I am like heartbroken for him about that. But again, just like having a conversation, giving him a safe place to, to sh- talk about his feelings and like, yeah be allowed to have the feelings. I can remember one specific conversation. I was 12 years old and uh, I noticed, and it scared me because I didn't know what it was, right? But I noticed there was a bit of a lump under one of my nipples on my chest. And I there's, a, there's actually a medical term for it as all the hormones start to rage and you change. So my mom books a an appointment with my pediatrician and I go to the doctor and he was the one that kind of had the talk with me. Oh, and when I got in there, he said, well, here's what, here's what's happening. That's just tissue that's developing under your, under your chest. Uh-huh. And at, because of what you're going through and he brought up puberty, he used that word and he said, but I don't want you to worry about this. Sometimes it swells and gets out of control and we've actually had to remove it. But most times As you develop as a young man, your chest and your arms and your shoulders, your upper body's going to develop and that will just go away or your muscle mass and physique will just cover it. So don't worry about it. And that was pretty reassuring to me. Obviously, I don't know. There's something about having that conversation with a doctor that just, it doesn't feel as awkward. And and that's probably because doctors are are good at this. Do you think if I tell him that I got certified on Google MD? (laughs) He would feel less awkward. Isn't that the truth? Because <laughs> when he brought home the the parental per, uh, uh, permission slip, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, we're going to have this conversation. I did not know that he would 100% corner you on this. And I get a lot of kids do that because they feel more comfortable having these types of emotional discussions with their mom. I hope it doesn't make me a bad parent. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't. I know. And, but And I, I don't think he's having them. With his dad either. No, I think it's, I know. it's defaulting to me, and that's fine. And by the way, I don't, I don't understand all the physical parts, right? For for him specifically, but by the way, Noah has people wonder we're, we are a blended family, right? Right. So, but I can tell you this: if people are wondering, I've known him since the day he was born. Yes, and he has known me. So, but I, I don't, you know, I, I've never had these discussions with him, and I've always thought of him. And it's starting to change now, but I always thought of him as a little boy, right? I like I think of Clara, our little girl. I'm not, I get, uh, There's part of me, a selfish part of me that doesn't want either of them to grow up. That, I think, lends itself to parents holding back on this conversation, too. I know. Because to me, Noah was just born. 
Right. But that's not, I mean, he, he's going to be 10 tomorrow. So he wasn't just right. born. He is growing up. He is changing. And I have to meet him where he's at. Right. And help him understand what to expect and reassure him that it's normal and that we're here to support him and that it's just part of growing up. Right. And they say the, the important, one of the reasons it's very important to have this conversation, because as these changes come, again, like I said, the, the timeline varies greatly for different kids. And a lot of them will feel like something's wrong with them mm-hmm. if they see it with others and it's not happening to them yet, or it is happening to them and it's not helping, yes. not happening to others. Either way. All of that stuff. It's a very awkward time for them. And here we are, late grade school, heading into junior high in a couple of years. And it just all went in the blink of an eye. I know. I, 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 it, I don't know it, how it insane. happened. And I haven't watched the movie yet. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking this as we're having this conversation. But the Disney movie Turning Red is about a, a girl in her early teens who's dealing with bodily changes. And she's dealing with emotional changes. And when she has emotions she can't control, she poofs into a giant red panda. Right. And um, it's a metaphor for puberty. And there's a lot of um, mentions and there's, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't speak any more to it. The, the, I want to watch it. The, maybe, the previews look fantastic. It looks great. Yeah, and the trailer looks really it's good. It's been somewhat controversial. Which Why? Is, I don't want to. Because it, it's talking, it's addressing yes, an issue. Yes. And I think if I would have had a movie like that when I was that age, it would have been such a welcome relief of knowing that I'm not alone, of seeing it portrayed on the big screen. Um, and just, I don't know. I, I, I like the, the idea of it and I'm glad that it's out there, but I have not watched it yet. I've just read a lot of reviews and different things. And is what, what is what kind of, I'll say it freaks me out a little bit is I know that this is only the beginning of these discussions. Okay, was that the Carpenters? Who yeah, was? Who it was, was the Carpenters. I don't but it, it is only the beginning because this is going to be, puberty is an ongoing thing yep. for a few years. Yep. And by the way, they say one of the best things you can do is keep the talks going. Exactly. And the kids will get more comfortable and they know that mom and dad are there and it's not taboo to discuss this. Noah's teacher right? uses the, the phrase at conferences that like the parents and the teacher are team Noah. He's got the, the coolest teacher ever. So it's that mentality of we're on we're on your team. Right. You know, we want you to to feel comfortable and know what to expect and we're all doing the best we can. We, I'm not I don't want to mess you up and I'm trying is, really hard not to. I this is this is a bigger thing than I thought it was going to be because when when they're little, you don't think about this because that's what seems like an eternity away. And then you blink. Right. And, and the, here and, we are. And here we are. So, so we're going through this, and I will sell. I'll tell you this: the the best thing that they say to do. And by the way, if you went through this, and you you've got, we'd love for you to weigh in. Yes, if you have a better way. Yeah, or or if you have an experience will, you'd like I to will share, not be offended if you right. have any tips on uh, how to how to meet the resistance with love and acceptance and a little bit of humor, because that's what I default to. Right. Um. He's not appreciating my mustache jokes as much as he did the first time. (laughs) I need some new material. (laughs) Right, right. So, but they say that kids are often relieved if you take the lead on this because that it's an awkward conversation for them to start. But once you get going, they say that they become 
a little yeah. bit more comfortable with the whole thing. And they say, as this progresses, to brush up on the subject, stay aware, and be aware that this is going to continue. This conversation, once it's not like a one-and-done type no, thing. No, it's an ongoing, yes. once, once you've opened the door to it, you need to keep having the conversation. And you don't have right. to, you know, you don't have to... I don't know, is beat a dead horse a bad phrase? I don't know. I can't, no, I can't, no. can't keep track of what old phrases are I know. things we're not supposed to say anymore. Um, but just just let them know. Reassure them. Let them know right. that, that it's normal and and don't give up just because you're met with resistance. I will say this, and, and, and apparently the medical experts agree with me, but if there are questions or concerns about puberty that you feel uncomfortable with or, or, or just simply cannot answer to contact your pediatrician yes, because they're very good at this and just to make sure that what they're experiencing is puberty and there's not something more serious going on, right? Well, we so, have the best pediatrician in the land. We do. And I mean, I'm, I'm Noah not... has this 10, 10 year checkup in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure that she will bring it up, and he'll go, "Oh, my <laughs> mom has been talking to me about it." <laughs> right. I'm hoping as these conversations continue that he loosens up a little bit. I think he will. Uh, here's the mistake I made of kind of chiding him the first time he brought it home, yeah. and I just me saying the word puberty. Freaks was, him out. It was too much. He was like, oh, God. And he hides around the corner. And he, he goes up to his room and he hits his, and he starts playing Madden. And he puts his headphones on. So we have to be a little, I need to be a little L- bit more little sensitive. More sensitive. And just kind of help him along and make him make sure that he feels comfortable. And nothing abnormal is happening. Nope. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through this. On, on the flip side of it, one thing that is kind of lighthearted. I, when we talked about the hygiene thing, because a lot of little boys... And I was one of them. I believe I was in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, somewhere in there. But my mom had to sit down with me and say, now, because we yo, we would go to the gyms. We would go uh, oh, all, yeah. play baseball all summer long, roll around in the dirt, play football, all of this stuff. Get sweaty. What do you do? You grab yourself a soda and cool down. You don't think about showering at night. No. And your body starts to, you know, s- smell a little bit more athletic, if you will. <laughs> so now that we've got him his speed stick, I don't know if he's using it, though. It sets on the counter. We set know. it on the counter just, in his bathroom. Again, we'll just keep that conversation going, and that's that's what we can do. Because he had to, now he's also at a point where we he has to take a shower more regularly, and he doesn't necessarily oh, like I that. I remember hating that. Oh, my yeah. hair would get greasy, and my mom would be like, you need to shower, and I'd be like, I don't want to. So, Ugh. again, <laughs> if you've had an experience you'd love to share, we'd love to hear about it. Remember, you can find us online. Of course, we'd love to have you on our webpage, georgeandjess.com, and we've got all the social media as well. Search George and Jess uh, podcast on Instagram and Facebook and uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You'll get notified every weekday morning at 6 a.m. when the new episode is live. And we will have another one for you tomorrow morning to start the weekend, and we've got a great topic. Give them a tease. Uh, We are going to talk about a new trend in decluttering called quieting. That's, I love it. I love it. And from just the peak that I had, I'm like, yeah, we could do some well, of this. Well, I have actually done it, and I didn't even realize that I had done it until I read about it, and it's good. Well, we tried. It's good. Last spring. Mean, we're we're going to do some more of that. 
mm-hmm. this spring, mm-hmm. right? Your, your quieting and my quieting, I think, are different. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs>